see if you can spot this one. Today's show is dedicated to Barbara Jones Streisand and the Big Whoop Prince of Toys seven Oscar nominations. But Barbara did not receive a nomination for Best Director. Good evening and welcome to the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast, not Coffee Talk, starring Linda Richmond. That if that is from Coffee Talk from the 90s, 30 years ago, when Barbara got snubbed for directing Prince of Tides. In 1982, or was it 83? Me ask Siri. <laughs> Sometimes if you fail. Hey Siri, what year did Yentl come out? <laughs> Let's see what he says. Okay, 1983. And, and it's, it's exact too, because it knows I'm recording. Barbara Jones Streisand, born today in 1942. Oh yeah, we're going to talk about Babs. Barbara Streisand has been parodied. She has been lampooned. She's been made fun of. Some people call her difficult. Or as she would say, and people say I'm difficult. Goes back to the Mike Wallace interview. If you've ever seen that Mike Wallace interview, that is why five years later when he interviewed Tina Turner, she looked at him and said, now you must be good to me. And he's like, oh, I, I will. She's like, just be good to me. Because she and many others saw the Barbara Streisand interview. Mike Wallace was a tough interviewer. And Barbara, and Barbara Streisand is a very tough lady. What else can I say about Barbara that hasn't been said, that hasn't been sung She considered herself an actress who sang. But first and foremost, we knew her as a singer. From Evergreen, Ty can get it for you at wholesale. I mean, shoot, I really should just be interviewing Rosie O'Donnell about this. Rosie loves Barbara Streisand. Now, from afar, I didn't get it. And then a a friend and former professor in college would play Barbara on our way to school. It was a family friend. And I started to understand the essence, the je ne sais quoi of Barbara Streisand. Yes, I know. I bat for the other team. Some of you would say, well, it's part of you, who you are. Well, it's not. I'm not lip syncing Barbara in the mirror. Although I love people who do that. I think it's funny. Hello, gorgeous. (laughs) This Sunday is the Academy Awards. I hope a tie happens because a tie in the acting category hasn't happened since Barbara and Katherine Hepburn. That is probably one of the most famous ties in Oscar history. Now, Barbara Streisand got her start singing... Oh, yeah. She's done duets with Brian Adams, Celine Dion. Did she do one with Pavarotti? No, oh, she had his songs. Um, but first and foremost, she became a director, a very powerful director. And I thought, 
let's let's go to that infamous interview. Let's go to that infamous interview with Mike Wallace, and then we're gonna go back. Okay. I really didn't like you back thirty years ago, and How I don't come? think you liked me either. I, I don't thought think you, you were mean. I thought I, you were I, very I, mean. I didn't think that you paid much attention to me because you were totally self-absorbed back 30 years ago. Wait, wait, wait. I resent this. Together. I resent this. You invite me as a guest on your show and, and, and you liked, we, we would talk about all kinds of subjects that interested me, right? So you were using me as a guest on your show to talk. Now, how do you dare call me self-involved? Self-involved is one thing. Self-absorbed is, you know something, 20 or 30 years of psychoanalysis. I say to myself, what is it that she's trying to find out that takes 20 to 30 years? I'm a slow learner. How many years How have you about been in psychotherapy in the, in the bi- off and on? In, why do you sound so accusatory? I'm not you, accusing are you. Are you against psychotherapy? Against psychotherapy. And it's almost like she's taking a page from her own movie that she was promoting. Prince of Tides. Barbara Streisand has been parodied and lampooned because... Barbara does it all. Barbara produces. She directs. She writes the score. She acts. I've always given her respect, and here's why. She has lasted so long. And the sexist thing about people attacking her, oh, because she's a woman. (sighs) And it's wrong. So, Saturday Night Live is on hiatus right now. <laughs> Barbara Streisand is an EGOT. She's one of the few performers. She has an Emmy, a Grammy, an Oscar, and a Tony. In 1963, she won Album of the Year. Stand back, Beyonce. <laughs> For the Barbara Streisand Album. Throughout her career, she has topped the U.S. Billboard chart with 11 albums, a record for a woman. Yep. Born Barbara Joan Streisand in New York City from Brooklyn. That's the thing I want to say about Barbara Streisand is, you know, a lot of people hit it big and they try to change who they are. With Barbara, people tried to get her to change her nose. Which was not going to work. And then they got her. They tried to get her to change her accent. Because she was from Brooklyn. She had a very thick Brooklyn accent. And what I've always loved about her is. Is that she refused to change who she was. She was Barbara Joan Streisand from Brooklyn. And everyone knew that. And when she hit it big as a singer. Things changed. She started out on Broadway for I Can Get It For You Wholesale. Did Funny Girl. She played Fanny Bryce. You know, Barbara's trajectory in, in film really has been a stunning one. I mean, her, her film debut was... Funny Girl. In 1968, Barbara won a famous Oscar tie. This has not happened in over 52 years. 52. 
22 years. She also won a, a Best Original Score Oscar in 1977 for the song Evergreen. So I thought, here we go. This is the moment. There they are, the best actresses of 1968. Catherine Hepburn in The Lion in Winter, Patricia Neal for The Subject was Roses, Vanessa Redgrave for Isadora, Barbara Streisand, Funny Girl, Joanne Woodward for Rachel Rachel. The winner, it's a tie. The winners are Catherine Hepburn in Lion in the Winter and Barbara Streisand. And now they're playing the music and I can't continue there. So that hasn't happened in over 52 years. And I say that on the eve of the Oscars. And I'm praying for a tie. Each year I pray for a tie. And it doesn't happen. And this year, I've stated why. There was a bright light at the Independent Spirit Awards. Two different winners that are projected for the Oscars. So let's hope that happens. Back to Barbara Streisand. So Barbara Streisand cemented that career with that Oscar win. That hasn't happened since. She's also along the way had a lot of hits. From the way we were, Evergreen, You Don't Bring Me Flowers, Oh Yes, No More Tears, Enough is Enough, her duet with Miss Donna Summer, and Woman in Love. She's also sung some great songs written by other people. Nira, uh, or, not Nira. Laura Nero. Laura, the late Laura Nero, wrote Stony End. Barbara made it a hit. So I've, I've heard both versions. She's also directed... Yentl, 1983. She was inspired by her director of Funny Girl, Girl, William Wyler, to direct. Unfortunately, he died before she directed her first film. She did The Prince of Tides and The Mirror Has Two Faces. The Mirror Has Two Faces is interesting because she directed Miss Lauren Bacall to an Oscar nomination. Lauren McCall at that point had never been nominated. She'd had this long, illustrious career. People knew her as Humphrey Bogart's wife and muse. And then there was this wonderful moment where she got to be directed, and she talked about this in her biography, being directed by Barbara Streisand. And I thought, let's... As a director, because I can't play any of Barbara's music, but as a as a director, she's really proven herself. And I thought, you know, let's let's dive down that road. This is such a beautiful scene from the mirror has two faces, directed by Barbara Streisand. This is Lauren Bacall and Barbara Streisand. Oh, 
released in 1996. You haven't been to bed? Nope. Why not? What's the matter? I had a lot to think about after you left. It's an awful thing to do to a woman my age. Leave her alone with her thoughts. You really love him, don't you? Well, you do. It's obvious. I know. <laughs> you know, that, uh, that feeling that you have for Gregory. I don't think I ever felt that. Not even for your father. It's not uh, not an easy thing for me to say, especially to you. It's an awful thing to look back in your life and uh, realize that you've settled. The problem was that I uh, I always felt I had more time. I was. Uh, now I, inside, I, I feel young, like a kid, that it's just the beginning. Uh, I have everything ahead of me, but I don't. So I guess uh, I am jealous. Your know, parents, uh, they don't have a plan to hurt their children. I never wanted to hurt you. Mom, it's... I'm not that hurt. Do you know what I thought when you were a baby? What? That you looked just like your father. And that Claire looked like me. What's that? so pretty even then look at those eyes those lips <laughs> that's not claire that's you me mm -hmm. uh, uh, i never saw this picture no, i found it when i was rearranging the closet this was me uh-huh i i was pretty mm. your father adored you but you know that he never felt that way about Claire. Only you. I don't think he ever held a baby until you came. And he never wanted to let you go. So the beautiful thing about that is, is that Lauren Bacall said she, she was searching for those lines. And you can see it. But it became part of her character. And that's what Barbara Streisand brought out. So you can make fun of her all she, you want. You know, oh, it's like Bada. And everyone has, and we all parody Barbara. It's like Bada. It's like two sticks of butter together. Oh, people. That she had that very famous song, People. People who need people. Yeah. 
that she could direct films. And then she also directed Nick Nolte to an Oscar nomination, Prince of Tides to a Best Picture nomination in 1991, 30 years ago. Also, the debut of her son, Jason Gould, because she was at one point married to Elliot Gould and has been married to um, Mr. Brolin. Shoot. How long has she been married to Brolin? <sighs> James Brolin. I almost said Josh. This is 1998. Woo. Interesting. So. Barbara really has done it all. And then what happened is, like a lot of people, Barbara experienced stage fright. And she didn't perform on stage for decades. And then in 1993, she returned to to the stage. She did a tour. The rest is Streisand history. (laughs) Hmm. Yes. I'm I'm, kind of just, you know, taking it in, reading a lot of this. Yeah, she's a, oh God, she's a great belter. There's a clip that I'm going to play. Now I can't play the singing. That really ushered in At that time, you had really great singers who kind of gave, well, not kind of, gave their blessing to Barbara. Said, here, I pass the torch on to you. You know who I'm going to talk about in this moment. Another gay icon. Miss Judy Garland. This was the moment. This was the moment where one generation says to the next generation, I, I see you. And here we go. Barbara and Judy. You're so thrilling, so absolutely thrilling. I must say that we've got all your albums at home, you know. And you're so good that I, I hate you. <laughs> I really hate you. You're so good. Oh, Judy, that's... It's so sweet of you, thank you, you know. You're so great that I've been hating you for years. In fact, it's my ambition to be great enough to be hated by as many singers as you. Oh, well, that, that's a nice thing for you to say. <laughs> I love it, say more. Oh, I love you, I love you too, but, but don't stop hating me, I need the confidence. No, no, no. And if you ever get a little, you know... A, feeling of lack of security call me on the phone and sing a couple of notes to me and i'll give you hatred like you've never got it's good see i love you pussycat i uh, i think that makes me and that's my cue to stop because i don't want to get in trouble copyright this duet occurred on october 4th 1963 Barbara Streisand and Judy Garland did a duet of 
happy days are here again. It was a moment. It's a moment. It was later redone for this uh, the show Glee. So Barbara's been all around the world here. You know, she did a funny girl with Mr. Omar Sharif. Hello. A Star is Born with Chris Christopherson. You know what's funny about A Star is Born? Is that when Lady Gaga was going to do it, there's a photo of Gaga and Streisand and the noses. Barbara Streisand won the best song or best original score for Evergreen at the Oscars for Evergreen. Lady Gaga won the Oscar for best song, Shallow. At the Oscars in 2019. So there's a connection right there. Barbara Streisand did so many great films. She did, of course, The Mirror Has Two Faces with Lauren Bacall, Jeff Bridges. She's really, I, oh, and I, I would be remiss if I don't mention uh, Miss. Uh, Oh, goodness. Her name just slipped my mind. I, I, I was having a Golden Girls moment. Bren, Brenda Vaccara. Brenda, Brenda Vaccara, who is also in The Mirror Has Two Faces. The Mirror Has Two Faces is basically, in a way, almost like a Cinderella ugly duckling story where Barbara doesn't think she's beautiful, as you heard in the clip where she's talking to her mother, played by Lauren Bacall. That's, you know, to have Lauren Bacall play your mother, come on. So... If you grew up in the 90s like I did, you remember Rosie O'Donnell. And Rosie loved Barbara Streisand. Still does. Because her mother introduced her to Barbara Streisand's music. So I thought, hey. We all are aware of Rosie. I, I miss Rosie. I really do. So... And, and, and that, that interview was parodied for Matt TV. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But um, in 1997, Rosie got to meet Streisand. It's a, it was a moment. Even Donna Summer cried because, you know, Donna Summer came on the show and talked about that. And uh, But we can't play the music. Let's see. Okay. Here we go. Hi to every boy and girl watching out there. Dreams don't come true. Please welcome. I knew I would do this. Farmer's Tyson. So they're playing the music. Let's segue. Let's wait for Barbara to sit down. Barbara. Rosie is a crying mess. And that's understandable. So... This was a moment. This was this was a this was sweeps. This was November of 1997. That she got someone that she loved so much. So here's Rosie O'Donnell interviewing Barbara Streisand. In fact, at that point, Barbara had released an album and had gone to number one. Here we go. Self-indulgently, that 
In many ways, to me, it feels like my mom walking oh, through the curtain because I have to say that you were a don't constant... Don't you're going to make me cry. I'm sorry. I, you know, I don't want to do anything that would upset you no. in any way, but... <laughs> constant source of light in an often dark childhood and you inspired me and gave me the courage to dream of a life better than the one I knew and I am profoundly grateful to you in so many ways Oh my God! It's the truth. Well, I thought. When did you find out about me? I mean, when you were how old? Well, the truth is that you opened and I could get it for your wholesale the day after I was born. No. Honest to God, and my mother. I'm that old? No, no, no. You were so young on Broadway. You were so young, and my mother uh, adored you. And I don't ever remember your music not being on in our house. Really? Every year we decorated our tree to the Christmas album. Oh my God! Yeah, it's a. And you're gorgeous. Look at you. I'm gorgeous. You're gorgeous. Celine, what I told her was that it reminded me of, of when I was with Judy Garland. But Judy, what I remember about Judy, and I admired her tremendously. She was brilliant and kind, and you know, she was grabbing onto my hand with cold, cold hands because she was frightened. And I, I wasn't frightened when I was 21. I'm no. more frightened now. Really? The truth. Yeah, there's more to live up to, you know. How do I fulfill your fantasy of me? Can I just say this? My fantasy of you is always rooted in truth. You, with your the statements that you make, the speech that you made at Harvard. And, Thank you. you know, it's not just a kid's impression. As I grew into being an adult woman and you're directing and all of those things, it's it's reality-based. There's no illusion. It's you, that's good. you know, as a mom and as, yeah. as everything. Oh, that's good. But that's I bet that good. must be hard for you because people do yeah. hold you, start yeah. to cry and sob when you say, well, <laughs> that would be me. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't want to disappoint people. No, and do have... do you worry that you do? Because sometimes I used to more, you know, when, before I did concerts. Right. And I thought, well, they hear me on record where you can perfect everything. When you go out and sing live, you sing live, and you you could have flaws, imperfections, and right. and that came with time. When I said, you know what, I love the flaw, I love the imperfections. I mean, there is no such thing as perfection. That's true, but it's might I say that imperfect. you come very close? Because I saw the, the New York uh, concert, and, and that was very hard for you. Did you develop from this feeling that everybody was very, you know, treating you as like this goddess legend? Because uh, My stage fright. You know, I always had stage Well, no, I didn't have stage fright at the beginning when I was 18 and 19 and 20 and wanting to prove to the world that I was somebody, you know? Right. But 
when I did uh, open up on on Broadway in Funny Girl at the Winter Garden Theater. Yes. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Just say. and um, I was on the cover of Time, and at that time Life magazine. Uh, it, it, and people were saying I was terrific or great or whatever. I said, what's great? What could be so great? You know, so I became very nervous walking out on stage like, how do I live up to this? What's written about me? Do you know what I mean? Right. So I'm going to stop there. So, yeah, that is the power of Barbara Streisand is that she can command so much. And inspire Rosie O'Donnell. And inspire so many people. She has stood up for many, many people. She has been a constant. A constant of not just excellence, but... Like I've said before, she, she never forgot where she came from. She talked about that. She was interviewed by Rosie again years later and... Talked about growing up and not having much, not having a couch. And, and that was interesting. That was very interesting. So, but I thought, you know, and we all know Barbara Streisand is this singer, it's a, a very talented singer, still has that voice. Today she turned 79. Yo, yeah. Next year should be 80. She'd probably kill me for telling you all that. But it's Barbara. And here's Barbara talking about directing Yentl. I had read Yentl in 1968. And it was a short story written by Isaac Singer sent to me by a man named Valentine Sherry, who was the producer of this so-called film. And he was asking me to be in it as the star. The director was Ivan Passer. And I had seen his work, Czechoslovakian director. And I thought he was very talented. And I really wanted to do this story because my father had died when I was a baby. And uh, there were lots of similarities to the character of Yentl who wanted to study. And the only way to study was to be part of a man's world because women weren't permitted to study. They never got it off the ground. 14 years later, I think I made the film myself. And I guess I was ready to direct it then and take that chance because I was awfully scared before that. At that time, you know, remember, it was harder for women to get to direct movies then. And I felt like I was really responsible. I I felt responsible if this movie was really a flop. A lot of women, uh, a lot lot more women couldn't get jobs as a director. So a lot was riding on it. And then I couldn't wait to show this and share this movie with women because this was a celebration of the ability of women to be spiritual, to be child bearers, and also to study and to learn and have brain power. There was a feeling of protection around me. My father was a religious man, and my father would have taught me, I know, had he been alive. So the film had a great deal of meaning for me. That is Barbara Streisand talking to the American Film Institute. And when was this released? Talking about directing Yentl in 1983. 
her directorial debut. In fact, she received a Golden Globe for directing Yentl. Not an Oscar. But in 2010, Barbara presented the first Academy Award for Best Director to a woman, Catherine Bigelow. And she opened the envelope and very graciously said, the time has come, Catherine Bigelow. And I know, and we all know, Barbara wanted that for herself. But the fact that she got to pass that on to someone else was a special moment. So, Barbara Streisand, born today, 1942. Now, I may have to do another show because I think they share a birthday. Is it today? Yes, it is. Born also today, a few years earlier. Miss Shirley MacLaine Beatty, Shirley MacLaine, on April 24th, 1934. We talked about Jack and how her and Jack have those sparks in terms of endearment. In fact, I mentioned this because Barbara and Shirley are really good friends and celebrate their birthdays together. So, happy birthday, Barbara and Shirley. Oh, yeah, we got to do a show on Shirley MacLaine. Come on. So now I got to I got to give you two two in one night. That's if I give you a third then it's a threesome and then everyone's really happy. Yeah. So this is the Dr. Zeus film podcast. I would be remiss if I don't play this because it is a very very famous cinematic moment. Here we go. Hello, gorgeous. Well, I I say that because Hello, gorgeous. <laughs> said it again when she won the Oscar in 1968. Well, 1969 because the next year. <sighs> yeah. Barbara Jones Streisand. So, happy birthday, Babs. The way we were with her and Robert Redford. Hello. The song, too. <laughs> I'm not even going to try. <laughs> All right, unpleasant dreams. 